Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around a lot to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to... Uh, Mom, this is Jake's house, not Jacob's. Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friends' houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, Mom. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more. Welcome back to Radio Row. I'm Peanut Tillman, and this is my good, trusty old uncle, Roman Harper. We're two days, one hour, 37 minutes, and six seconds away from Super Bowl 57. Chiefs, Eagles, Radio Row is going down. It's been exciting. Uh, it's been action-packed. We've had great guests. We yeah. had great times. I mean, I'm dressed fresh to death today. You didn't um, tell me I could have dressed You up. could have dressed better, but it's all right. We got Howard in the building. It's been good. Um, Super Bowl 57, yeah. everybody's excited. You can really tell the atmosphere is starting to heat up. And people starting to leave Radio Row. Uh, that means it gets time for It's starting the, to dwindle ready. down a little bit. Yeah. So what's up, man? Um, well, first of all, before I tell you what's up, um, I want to thank all of our listeners out there for tuning in as always. Make sure you continue to hit click and like, give us a follow, a review, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, and anywhere you get your uh, podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, you can listen to us anywhere and tell somebody to subscribe. Thank you. Appreciate it as always. The episodes are going to keep coming in. We're going to keep dialing it up the rest of the week. We've got great guests, uh, Brennan Marshall, Andrew Hawkins, uh, Troy Jones. We talked to them. Make sure y'all listen to the pod. Uh, great conversations with these uh, these men are doing uh, post-career, their transition and their second act. Really got some great stuff. So you, you, you guys make sure you guys tune in. You know what? This is something off the cuff, but this is what I've been noticing. I've been here for two days now. And I'm all about, you know, what is my own personal notes and what I've seen and acknowledged from my first experience on Radio Row. Right. For me, it's all about the entourage. And you know what that is? The entourage of who's coming with the superstars and who's doing the Radio Row clicks. Who are you freaked out? Or not, I shouldn't say freaked out. What what entourage was the biggest for you? Yeah, because it's all about numbers for me. I, I don't care if you're holding the phone. It's 
All right, the biggest entourage, let me just answer the question. The biggest entourage for me, it's between Dion Sanders, okay. who was deep. Dion was deep. Custom deep. The, the next one, Shannon Sharp, deep. I mean, and I get it. Shannon's the man. How, He's doing how, great things. How many people deep? Would you? Shannon was probably seven or eight deep. Okay. Dion was probably eight to nine. Stephen A. Smith probably had twelve. Like Stephen Purdy, A. Look at look at Purdy. He's walking by right now to the right. He's got Ooh. a little entourage. I mean, one, two, dude. three, four, five. Or no, it's just three people. Never see, mind. See, I'm telling you. See, Everyone's- Purdy. Look, it's amazing the, the entourage you pick up when you win some games and you get a hurt elbow and the team, you team can't throw the ball no more. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, but everybody wants a piece of them now. It's cool. They do. It's, it's good. They do. Oh, the last person, Joe Montana. Joe Montana came in here deep, too, the other day. Uh, very exciting. I, I mean, I'm the biggest Joe Montana fan that you probably could be, and uh, it was just all out of respect. I'm just admiring everybody's entourage. That's what has been big for me. Also, Peanut, you tell me the one thing that's bothered you I hope you say the right answer here. Can you talk about just everybody following you around, walking around with cameras now? I don't, I don't like it. I don't like people walking in front of me trying to film me uh, and then putting it on social media. Like, I, I, think, that's, I think that's weird. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of that. That's probably the one thing that bothered me. Like, I think we're so in tune with social media and you got to film every little thing. It seems, it seems fake at times. Rather just pick up my phone, I film something. Like I, it just a lot of the guys that what you see, what we've, what I've noticed, guys are just walking, and then they got a guy with a camera in front of them, and they're just walking backwards, filming themselves. Like it just seems a little, it just seems a little weird. I, that's just me. You did the entourage. Mine was like the camera walking. Like it just didn't really, wasn't really doing it for me. I wasn't feeling that. I totally didn't get it. I didn't get it either. I don't understand it. And everybody's got one now. So that's the other thing. Except us two. Yeah. Maybe because we old and we just like, eh, I don't care. I get it. I, Yeah, I, I'll just continue to do the, the Zoom and we can do it live like this every so often. But the day I record myself walking backwards, I have someone recording me walk backwards, like just to do it and some cool music, like come slap me. Content creators, man. I guess so. Come slap we, me. We, we mentioned it earlier, Peanut did. We had... A great guest on earlier, Brandon Marshall. Let's take a listen to his interview. And we back. Mm. We got a we got a real treat right now. Um, want to welcome to the show one of my former teammates, former All Pro receiver, and now business uh, media mogul. Yeah, Brandon Marshall. We trying to be like you, boss. You know, with the podcast and everything. How you 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 got going on? You're like y'all y'all blew up. Y'all blew all the yeah. way up. It's well, been big. Well, I think it's more so timing, right? Like, yeah. we saw podcasts blowing up in the NBA. Yeah. Um, unfiltered. Yep. And for us, in a pandemic, you know, I just had this idea of like, look, I just invested 50000 in equipment. I had a social media team talking about telling the story of House of Athlete, my wellness company that yeah. I'm mm-hmm. passionate about. It's, to me, it's my life's work. And so we're looking at all these resources that we had. I was like, let's just try to sell a show. Yeah. So everybody is home and, you know, the stories that we were telling. And it was just the stuff that we talk about all the time. So whether it was me, Ocho and Reggie Wayne, or if it was just us three and Brian Urlacher or Pina, I mean, uh, uh, um, uh, Julius Peppers, it was always going to be the same vibe. Right. Like we shared this brotherhood, this fraternity. And it's like, man, it's so special. And just putting cameras, lights up, cameras, microphones, that's all it is. Like, we're capturing that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what this whole space is about. 
you know, that's one great thing about when we practiced all the time, too. Like, no day was ever really the same. I yeah. know we had the same schedule, but you never know what you're going to get when that's you're right. dealing with all these great guys and the vibes that you would have, like you're talking about, B-Mars. Right. And so I want you to tell me some of the good, like, give me two or three great stories about you and Peanut at practice. Because oh, I've heard about the rivalry. Yeah. It is a rivalry. And yeah. it was definitely some heated battles. Yeah. We were in hatred. Yeah. So, so go, going in to the Chicago Bears, I knew, obviously knew who Peanut was. The Peanut punch was legendary. Um, but I didn't know how he how elite, elite he was. Right. I practiced against Chan Bailey um, after I left Chicago, I had an opportunity to practice against Darrell Revis. And so, like. I remember running a jerk route mm-hmm. and anybody else in the world, like I would get open because you got it's a three way go. Yeah. And he would just sit on that and he would be right there. I'm like, yo. How? And he's like, well, I'm forcing you to go this way. You know, so the strategy and his thought process of every single play, every single detail, I was like, holy shit, this dude's elite. Yeah. And it wasn't just the physical, right? Like, he's a specimen tall, the peanut punch, but literally every single move that you would make, he had an answer for, or he would force you to do something. So going into Chicago, I had to put, like, strap on my cleats every single day because I wanted to beat his ass. Can I curse on this podcast? <laughs> you can now. You did now. Good. So it don't matter, good. bro. You're good. Like, that's what I wanted. And I, I came in very fiery, and I wouldn't say, like, they taught me how to – they showed me what a team is, mm-hmm. and I still made mistakes, but, like, I wasn't, like, always the best teammate. Uh. You know, so, like – Sometimes I would take it too personal and he's not backing down. <laughs> no, he's not. Right. So we'll be out there literally like you got to pull us apart. We were but stubborn. It was, it was legendary practices. <laughs> yeah. We were stubborn. Two minute drills because yep. Lovey would give us. Or no. Yeah. 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 We, we'd get like some crazy offenses up. You got to score a touchdown yep. or whatever. And situations. I mean, if he'd catch the ball or I'd knock it out and it was like, no, no. He called us like, no, no. And then. <laughs> You can't help but take a person. Right. Like, I know I just his feet was out of bounds, or you know, Forte would do something, and it would. It and they're was, trying to keep yeah. the drill going so they can get yeah. some stuff done. Exactly. And you guys are like, like you nah. as players, like you don't. You <laughs> like no. Nah. Yeah. You might like no. He was holding me. That's that's <laughs> passing the fairs. Coach Peanut came, and it's like no, nah, they didn't. You know, move him back. Yeah. And you you can't help but your emotions that's get right. in there. You know what I'm saying? Right, like right. it's like, oh, I want to win. I want to beat his ass too. Like you can't come on now, coach. My you can't proudest do that. moment. Uh, as a Chicago Bear practicing against Peanut was he only got the ball out once. Oh, okay. Like, that was my number one goal going into practice. Like, I'm, I, I know I'm going to catch some balls. As soon as I get up field, his his butt is not getting this ball out. Yeah. He got it out once. I was like, damn, that was one of the most devastating days ever. <laughs> all right, tell me about this. What do you think about the Bears' all-time rankings? Do you guys know the stats? Where you guys are at? Both you guys are on the list. Yeah. Top 100 Bears of all time. Yeah, I think. B. Marsh, you are 81. Yeah. Peanut, you are 31. 31. Of all time. What's your opinions on that? How does that make you feel? Well, first, I think Peanut should be probably top 20. Okay. And I know there's some legendary Bears. That, that's is. what I loved about the organization being on that team is that when you walked in, you walked into like, it's almost like royalty, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're playing with Hall of Famers and goats and you're seeing them in the rafters. Uh, and I still believe he's top 20. I feel like if I if I play, uh, if, I, if I stayed longer with Chicago, yeah. I would definitely be up there. Yep. Um, 
because I, I had some really good years there, but I didn't stay long enough. Yeah. I do think 81 is kind of disrespectful. Can I get like 70? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in 70. I appreciate that honesty, dog. I right. Yeah, I appreciate that honesty. But I was, I would, to piggyback, yeah, I, I think if you would have stayed there longer, if you would have had it, what, three? Yeah, I was there three years. Yeah, I think if you would have had a longer career in Chicago, you would easily top 30. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Because Chicago receivers, really hasn't had receivers. It's been that's, yeah. Exactly. That's right. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like me. you could have, yeah. you could have, yeah. Yeah. And you know, another great thing is, so I, I don't know if you remember this. So B. Marsh, I, I played you guys in, with the Saints in yep. Denver when you were in Denver early in your career. I thought you were going to break every record in receiving. Yeah. Like you guys yeah. were on fire early mm-hmm. in your career. And then you ended up bouncing around a little bit. Like what was your experience like from, from that transition? Like you leaving Denver to Chicago. Do you think that takes down your career experience mm-hmm. at all? Being on three or four different teams. From a football standpoint, yes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, again, remember my first five years of my career, four or five years of my career was tumultuous, right? Yeah. Like I was getting in a lot of trouble. You know, you know, that's where the mental health stuff came mm-hmm. in. You know, trying to learn myself, figure out why I thought the way I thought, why I did the things that I did. So it was tough. So I understand why, like, mm-hmm. the, the transition from Denver to Miami. My second year in Miami, I actually was a year I transformed and I got it, right? Yeah. And then going to Chicago, I was a better teammate, you know, but I still was rough around the edges. Um, so from a football standpoint, you look at it and be like, dang, man, dude bounced around a little bit because of, you know, maybe uh, how he approached things at times. Mm-hmm. But from a human experience, it was phenomenal. I played in the biggest cities, yeah. man, and you know I met so many great people. I like I played with Jason Taylor, I played with Peanut, I played <laughs> with uh, Julius Peppers, I played with Matt Forte, yeah. I played with you know Champ Bailey, I played with Darrell Revis, New yeah. York, Chicago, Miami. Yeah, even my last cup of tea was Seattle and the Saints. Yeah, so I was able to even see Drew Brees. Yeah, sit there, rock, bro. I saw Drew Brees do this, Peanut. <laughs> After Fast Friday, everybody's gone. Yep. He goes into the weight room because he's waiting for everybody to clear out of the indoor after we just did a walkthrough. Media's in there. He's standing there in front of the in front of the mirror. I'm on the stairmaster. And he rocks like this for 30 minutes, going side to side. I go up to the strength and conditioning coach. I say, what is he doing? Because I just got there. Right. I said, what is he doing? He said he's going through every single play in his head. Yep. In every situation, and he does this every Friday. Every Friday, I saw him do it. I was in there with That's him. Dope. Every Friday. That's dope. Every Friday, he threw out that he would go through, like in the end zone sometimes, just like going through plays in his mind that they were going to have on the call sheet on Sunday, right. and he went through the whole call sheet. I, if right. if I would have played with Drew, if Drew could have been a Chicago Bear, I don't, I don't won <laughs> numerous Super Five. numerous Super Bowls, <laughs> numerous with our defense, numerous. That's why I was hot though. Uh, the year. And I feel like the biggest mistakes the Chicago Bears made was letting go uh, Lovey. Oh, my God. And then also letting go Brian Urlacher. Like, <laughs> oh, the monster of the midway, talking about offense. No, it's defense, right? All we needed to do is have some continuity in what we were trying to do in our run in our pass game. We had myself, Matt Forte. We had uh, Devin Hester. I don't know what the hell Jay Cutler was doing, but, like, use <laughs> Devin Hester. Yeah. You understand? <laughs> like, they were scoring – a touchdown or two a game. They were on defense. When I first got there, you're talking about legendary. And it wasn't just like you had the stars, but they played on the string. I remember coming out, man, we, I had this little route in the, in the slot where I could do anything I wanted to do. And I was killing them. I was killing them for about two weeks. And then all of a sudden, it just they locked it up and switched. Like, damn. They start talking. Briggs be talking to me. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, what? They would come. 
bro, I wish we had more time to dive into it, man. It was like Chicago was so awesome. You go to the salon, and you hear them they're sitting there, five of them, six of them. And like, yo, Pepsi's up, Pepsi's up. What are they doing? Well, this time, when we say Pepsi, Pepsi, we're going to give them cover three. But then if I say Pepsi's down and I say Pepsi, Pepsi, then it, it's something different. Something different. They played the game like they Peyton Manning, but all of them on the same string. Yeah, Brian was real good at, like, switching up the calls, making us do certain, you know, hey, hey, this week we're going to use this. Okay, <laughs> this week this is the dummy call, but we're still going to keep, you know, making them think we're in cover two, cover three, or, you know, yeah. running whatever blitz. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty dope in in that yeah. matter. He's he's got a football mind. It, it's yeah, it was it was fun to play he's with. Uh, he's like a field general. Him and Mike Brown, like the way they the way their minds would think. It was. Yeah. I wish you could have played. You would. Oh my god, you would have thrived. You would have thrived. Yeah, yeah I would have been. I would have been cold. Um, I'm not used to that that weather up there. Got to be honest with you. It was brutal. It's, it's got to be. But we didn't wear sleeves. We didn't. That yeah. As cold as it was, you didn't even wear sleeves. No, no, no. It's just it was tough. just a mentality. That's right. Right. It was tough. We, we played in uh 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 below, like 13 below, zero, grown right? men. Played against the Dallas Cowboys. I knew we were going to win because. We were the only ones warming up, and they didn't even come out the tunnel. <laughs> Des Bryant peeked his head out, went right back in. I was like, oh, we yeah, got this game. Yeah. All right, so here we go. We got to get to a couple of real questions yep. here. All right. Your, the shows and stuff that you've been doing, your podcast, yep. all these other things, how do you think that that has helped you in your transition post-football career? Yeah. Because you was talked a, about your, your, your mental yep. episodes and really being rough around the edges early yep. in your career. Like, so, how, you, how have you transformed in – Held yep. it together well. I, I gave you a hug earlier. I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, you are still yeah. well put together. That's right. Yeah, I, I'm still like 10 over. I need to drop. I want to get leaner. But um, in 2014, I was playing for the Chicago Bears. I spent my whole offseason at Harvard studying transition. Mm-hmm. And what came out mm-hmm. of it was content and commerce. And I like I opened up my faci- uh, I opened up some facilities. I opened up my office. I started doing inside the NFL. So on our yeah. off day, I would fly. I remember that, yeah. I would fly there. So I started that transition back then. Mm-hmm. So everything I'm doing now literally comes from that case study from 2014. And it also uh, ruffled some feathers, too. Like Matt Forte, Jake Cutler, a couple guys on the team, they would look at me like, why are you doing this now? And I always felt like I get it, you know, and it was disruptive. But I'm like, man, if I don't do it now... That I'm never gonna have an opportunity like this. Yeah. Like I'm trying to build it so that transition's easier. Um, but a lot of guys didn't respect it. And then when a new regime came in, that first meeting was like, yo, we don't want you doing none of that. And I remember walking out that office, I was like, I called my, my agents, like, hey man, get me traded. Because like I truly believe that, you know, we could do more than just play ball. Like yes. Most I was still putting yeah. up 1,200, 1,300, 1,500 yards, 14 touchdowns. I got to the Jets and I was still doing it, and I had my best year ever. So, yeah, it's like they try to put you in a box and, you know, you, you're you're so much more than right. I'm, I'm more than just football. We, we had Mike Golick on a little bit earlier and, you know, we're talking about podcasts and like specifically your podcast, uh, mm-hmm. one of your podcasts and all the guests that you have on there. Like, obviously, a lot of former athletes, football, basketball. And I think what I love most is y'all don't really just talk about what that person player uh, did on the court on the field it's just yeah. about like life and then you hear these stories about what they do what they accomplish outside of their sport yeah, right, you know what right, i'm saying right, and it's right. like damn i didn't i didn't i didn't know that like i didn't know that person accomplished this that they were this smart or they had a degree in this or they mm-hmm. had to figure this out or they have this business like i think 
I, I think that's dope and I applaud you for having the timing and everything else that you're doing with your house of athlete. Like, I, I think it's dope, man. I, I, I love what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of hard work. And, you know, it's, it's tough. Like, I invested 10 million into it. Like, pretty much all my football money. I'm in there. Like, it's yeah, it's boom or bust. But they said that's the best way to do it. Entrepreneur, you shouldn't invest in people unless they're all in. Yeah. If they got other jobs and some other things, like, oh, I'd be careful on that. Right, right, But right. when somebody goes all in, they burn the boats, there is no turning back. Yeah. I like and that. And so burn for you to boats. be all in, oh, I think man. it's a beautiful thing. And that's what allows you to get to where you are right yeah. now. Yeah, there's no turning back. There is no turning back. No you're, turning back. You're all in. And so well, I kind of have a hedge because I can go like the ESPN or FS1, make some money if I had to. <laughs> you got to give away like, all your secrets. <laughs> right. Don't give away all your secrets. Yeah. You're, good. <laughs> you're good. All right. All right. So. Let's talk about this partnership that you uh, you've done with uh, Tom Brady, yeah. TB12. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to buy some stuff. So yeah. let me know. Is like, it what, underwear? Right. Is it all? Is it all? <laughs> that just was underwear? just the last picture. I think right. this is <laughs> the last picture, dog. <laughs> yeah, right. I felt like I mean, man, he couldn't. Are y'all find doing that? Are you doing that? Yeah. No, no, my partnership. Don't do with that. that. <laughs> Don't do that picture. I'm just telling you. I know man. that was bad. Don't was, take that picture. He was lean, boy. It was he like was. it was like damn, no definition. Sorry, Tom. You look good. You look good. Like a model. Get some sun. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> no, so um pill is your t-shirt. So what House of Athlete is, it's it's our experience. You played what? 12? 11. He looked 11. like he you played, played 11. 15 I mean, years, played. but he only played 11. Yeah, right. I know he always like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Back I in played. the day, you had them grades. You'd be like, who's that back there? <laughs> you open that door. I had to take I that get it. Right. I get it. It's all respect. It was but your that signature. That kind of, that's, that's why I stood out. Though. That's right. Yeah. It's like, literally, he's like, oh, the, oh, that's the guy with the grades. I yeah. love that. You're right. But I mean to interrupt you. Keep going. My bad. No. How many years you play? I played 13. You played 13. I played 13. So, our experience of walking in the Bears uh, facility or the Saints facility, that's House of Athlete, the fundamentals, mm-hmm. right? Like every single day, this is what we lean into uh, our routine, how we train, how we fuel, eat, drink, how we uh, recover our mental fitness, right? Yes. From performance to impairment and then also tribe community, right? right? So those five things we're modifying and giving to the general population. We've always had access to the the best gurus out yes. there. So TB12, that's pliability. That's that's Alex, right? Yep. So now I'm being able to have TB12 inside of House of Athlete everywhere we go. They're at Guitar. They're in Vegas. We're going to go uh, to London and Paris, you know, L.A., Miami. So being able to take these things that help us perform at a high level every single day, year in and year out, mm-hmm. and give that to everybody, that's what it is. And you know, we launched HOA Plus because obviously brick and mortar, it's hard and we won't be everywhere. Mm-hmm. So being able to almost democratize, you know, health and wellness for everybody. Like we're the healthiest people on the planet. Yep. Right. Right. So that's what House of Athlete and HOA Plus is in our app store. Um, just taking the things that we do every single day and giving it to everybody. Well, man, I know we got to wrap. You a yeah. busy guy here at Radio Row, yeah. Super Bowl 57. Hey, man, thank, thank you, you so much. And let me do I, I received what you said about my work ethic. I I, I received yeah. that thing very much. It's right. I, I I really do That's really good, really man. really you need, to, you need to learn how to take compliments better. That's I, he doesn't take compliments. He doesn't do well with that. I downplay him, but really? I, I do I do. No, but I mean I, legend, I, appreciate I, I that, mean you're though. a Hall of Famer. You're one of the best to ever do it. I hated practice against you. There was times I didn't like you, you know, but when you look back, it's like, man, this dude made me better and you're a phenomenal yeah. person. What you do in the community and the family and you also were one of those guys while you were playing what you were doing with the government and still do, mm-hmm. right? Like, you are a blueprint for a lot of us. So, like, I know we had some tough battles out there 
but you made me better and uh, all of you guys did. So I'm appreciative of you. Yeah, man. Yep. I received that. Yep. I appreciate you. Thanks yep. for coming beautiful. on the show. Yep. Thank you. <laughs>
And that is, I'm like, man, it's just like 2015, 16, I'm in the league, I'm trying to get this company going, I'm trying to think of the next step, but I'm like, man, VR and AR is where things are going, yeah. how do we get there? And so I like basically scoured the country looking for, for companies to partner with. To make a long story short, Troy was running a sports strategy for a VR, AR company that thought the same thing. And as former athletes, we just super clicked. And yeah. it was like, we met, I think, in 2017. Um, and then in late 2018, we like kind of came back together and started like, yo, what does this look like to do this Now, did y'all study this in college, like undergrad, as far as like programming or nah, tech? Not, or not at all. So my story is obviously I, I didn't make it to the league. So like most athletes transitioning from college, I'm trying to figure out what my next step is. Right. I had yeah, identity right. at that point. So I had a bunch of random jobs from working in the mall to working at, you know, in finance at Morgan Stanley. Eventually, I landed at the NFLPA as an intern. And really just trying to was trying to figure out, all right, where's the opportunity in this space yeah. to yeah. make an impact, right? Like, ultimately, as kids, that's ultimately what you want to do. Let your name mean yeah. something yeah. in yeah. the sport, Legacy. right? Very so, at that time, I got introduced to virtual reality. I obviously understood the athlete perspective of where the game was going, right? And the PA, obviously, the focus is to preserve the player, protect the player. Um, so, I partnered with two other gentlemen. We built this product that allowed players to practice against holograms because during phase one, the beginning of part of OTAs, you're not allowed to line up against a heartbeat, yep. right? Right, right? So, this idea of, all right, instead of you know, you, you simulate walkthroughs against a trash can. What does it look like to actually put the defense up on uh, on this big uh, walkthrough wall or through a VR headset and have your guys cycle through reps, cycle through formations? We ended up getting the Ravens to sign up. So from there, I left the PA, went into this full time. That's when Hawk and I connected. Yep. And we kind of just hit it off running from that standpoint. And then, so we, we're, we're business guys. Yeah. Like our back, we're players, but we understand everything. Like we're also both started as walk-ons. And that's significant because we earned scholarships. And obviously we went even even further, but it was like we approached the game from all the different angles, from preparation, how you prepare, knowing everybody on the field and what their jobs mm -hmm. are, understanding from a fan aspect. You know what I'm saying? We're not five-star recruits, and that, that's significant. So as we built the consumer product, and it's from the eyes of the athlete, it's like, yo, we are the best founder market fit to create this experience because we've been there. Right, You're right. a quarterback in there. He's a quarterback. He knows how you scan the field, the things that, as a fan, They've always wanted that last level of access, which is what does it feel like to be on the field? And again, we were subject matter experts there, and we just continued to build from that. So you're yeah. selling me on it right now, and I don't know all of what it is. <laughs> like, how how did you sell Lamar on 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 your product? Yeah. So when mm -hmm. we first obviously had a training product that was going well, but then we saw this. We would put the headset on players; they would have fun. They wouldn't want to take it off. So. Uh, Hog and I got together. It was like, what well, type what of headset? It? What is what? What it was at the time? It was a mixed was, reality yeah. headset. Okay. So it's called a Microsoft Hololens. Now mm -hmm. the game, we'll get to that. But it's on like the Quest VR headset. Got you. Got you. PS VR. Okay. Um, but we was like, what does it look like to build a game from it? It was nothing that never existed. We knew the next mm -hmm. step for fans was seeing what it would be like to be their favorite athletes. And who's a human video game at the time? It was Lamar Jackson. So he didn't have any endorsement deals at the time. It's, yep. It was his hot, his hot year when he won the MVP. MVP. We had some mutual connections. So. We were like, hey, let's approach him and him and Felicia on it. The one thing about Lamar and Felicia is they they love authenticity. They respect people who mm -hmm. can who can relate. So we went to him with the opportunity. We put the headset on Felicia first. She loved it, believed in it, saw the future. Eventually, got with L, did the same thing, um, and the rest was history. Now he obviously is a big believer in the company, big believer in us, and uh, we're practically family. So and I think it was like out. a mutual like risk that right, was, that was right. taken, right? Like we started talking about Lamar after his rookie year. Yeah. And that was when everyone was like, oh, he's running the ball. He's not this and he's not that. And we were like, yo, we think this guy is going to be the next level. Yep. We think he's going to shock people. And that's when we started the conversations. And I think 
our belief in that and then their belief in us because at the time it was just me and him. Yeah. And we're going to we're, we're saying, hey, we're going to build this NFL game. We're going to do all these things. And there was nothing that has ever been like that before. Yeah. And they were they were still like, oh, we think we believe in you, too. We believe in the vision that you're painting. And we're willing to basically go down this road together. And here we are two, three years later. Yeah, well, it's, it's crazy because, like, I, I grew up a, a video game advocate. Like, I'm mm -hmm. all in on video games. And so now as everything has advanced, you know, Madden, you can do 30 different things with each individual player now yeah. by a couple pushes of a button. Mm -hmm. And it's all going towards virtual reality because you want to be there. Not only do I want to – I don't want to hit the button. I want to throw the pass now. Yeah. And you're allowing these people to do this and give it the opportunity. I saw Mina Kimes was doing something on one of you guys' yeah. social yeah. media pushes. Yeah. Big fan of Mina. Mm -hmm. She's a, a football junkie. Yep. Right. So the more and more you get, and you just introduce it to people, people that love football, that, that want to play it but can't play it, this is the perfect opportunity for them. So I, I kind of like it. I need to put on some, some goggles and get this thing at least a try. I yeah, want to wing absolutely. it a little bit. 100%. I need to try this thing a couple times. Is it on the Oculus, though? Is that how mm -hmm. you – Yeah. I got it. The yep. first one, I got the black Oculus. This it's is on, on the second one. The second it's on the second one. Uh, so on the second I got to buy the second one. a new one. Oculus. Yeah. We're also dropping on the PSVR 2, which has a new headset coming out in February for the PlayStation 5 yep. this month. I got um, that. So – yeah, get on there. It really is like an experience you've never had. You you guys specifically, and that was kind of the insight we had early on, is we had this idea, but we probably put it on, to this point, probably a 500 to 1,000 players. Yeah. Yeah. And each yeah. and every time, 100%, they take it off, and they're like, yo, that feels exactly <laughs> yeah. like it was on the field. And yeah. it, it's, it's going to take you back, man. My brother played 10 years in the league, and he, he had like, y'all haven't had that feeling in nine years. Since <laughs> so check it. How like, would it... In a quick version, like explain it to me. If when I put it on, am I? I'm not actually running, or am I? If I'm no, a D lineman, do I just do my hands like left, right, or do so I run you're up just the, the field? quarterback to start? That's that we're going to eventually add all the other positions. Okay. But the first part of the experience when you first enter in, you're running out of the tunnel, right? Because okay. we all know that as we play the that's, game, that's like that's one feeling. of the most exciting. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so when Hawk and I talked about it, like, all right, what did we want our first time user experience to be? We're like, yo. Running out of the tunnel. For me, it was my first game in college. We played Miami. I remember it. It was a Labor Day weekend night. He talked about his experience, so we put that in, and that's something that everybody loves, right? right, right. As far as the game, you're the quarterback, and feeling everything that comes with being a quarterback, the control, uh, the command, like everything starts and ends with you, right? So um, we're starting there, but the goal is to build it out to where, again, eventually we got all positions, and you can play a virtual game, me and Hawk versus y'all two. You know, I'm quarterback, he receiver. And we just going back and forth. Oh, and let's go. A let's game. go. Yeah, it's going to be dope. I'm, I'm sold. Number yeah. one, dude, we'll win so, that game. I'm sold. No, 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 we'll win. I can promise <laughs> you the let's, one. Let's, let's go. Let's go. This I, I don't know, I'm, right. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, now, you guys talked about you two and uh -huh. the team and coming together and all yeah. this other thing. And maybe you guys tell me your experience or how you feel in knowing that you are two young brothers, African-American males, mm -hmm. in this tech space yeah. where there's not a lot yeah. of representation that look like you. And so how does that make you feel knowing that you're doing that? Mm -hmm. And also, what is it going to open up the doors to other possibilities for you guys yeah, and others? For me, it was it was actually similar, a lot of parallels when I first started playing quarterback when I was younger, yeah. right? Because this is before today, right? Where yeah. it's a lot, it's a it's, lot of us. Yeah. Um, but there was perceptions around how you had to be to be able to make it through and continue to play through high school, through mm -hmm. college. And I think what Hawk and I face is the same thing as entrepreneurs, right? Like, okay, you got this perception. Go to Harvard. Um, they've had this experience. They have that. They come from this background, which we, we don't have in gaming, right? We're just two dudes that just know how to hustle. That's, that's scrappy. Um, figuring it out as we go along. So it's been definitely been a journey, but we were used to that because we've always been the underdogs. Yeah. And for me, like I said, I pulled from that experience of like feeling like, oh, 
the biggest thing I learned in sports was be you. Like, don't yeah. try to be the next quarterback right, that's right. that way. You got to own into your skills. And I feel like we do the same thing with Status Pro. It's like, yo, we know what makes us different. We know what makes our company stand out compared to the other gaming companies. Yeah. And let's just lean into that, be that. And, you know, eventually they'll they'll buy in. And I think we started to see that. Success is always, world. you know, the, the, the best source of making believers, right? And I yeah. think... For Troy, we made that conscious decision decision really early that we were going to be ourselves because it was very easy to go into this and be like, oh, we got to make sure we check all these boxes to get people to believe. And I'm, I'm going to be completely honest and say there is times that that works against us, a lot of times. And, right. and even we, with proven success, we still are trying to bust through the boxes that people put us in. But we do think the end result is going to be more people that people look at and just say, yo, they look what they've done. Um, look at the way that they work and look at the output, we should give more people chances. And that's what we're hoping to be. I think it just speaks example. to being authentic, though. Yes, like, of course. Yeah. I think when we start doing this podcast, at, at some point, at one point in time, I think we were trying to do something a certain kind of way and be a certain kind of way. And mm-hmm. then it was yeah. just like, hey, man, let's just... Let's yes. just be us. Let's, yes. just, let's just do what we do. Let's just put a name on it. You know, I had to tell yeah. my man Thomas, look, Thomas, like, if you're going to give me a question, you can't write the whole thing out. I don't sound like that. I can't right. yeah. read like that. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. give me a bullet, bro. I got yep. it. Just yeah. Yeah. authenticity. Authenticity. Yes. yes. True authentic self. And it, it, it kind of looks like that's what y'all are doing. You're taking your experiences from, from working hard, mm-hmm. playing football, uh, and then you're applying it to this to, to the tech world, right? Yeah. And you're making it your own, doing it your own way, putting your own little spice on it and that's yeah that's how you have staying power too yeah right like it, with you guys in the podcast like if you're trying to be somebody else you'll always be the second version of that mm-hmm. if you're peanut and all your viewers are like yo we love peanut we love harp then you, there's nobody else that can duplicate right, that right they have to come to you for that yeah. that's what we're building as a company like we're putting our own selves in the product and the way we built it and when there's success and everyone tries to say well now we're going to rush to there they're always going to be second fiddle because to get us you got to come to us. Right. And that ties into the Lamar, too, right? Like, so yeah. when we sit there and we're telling him what we're going to do, how we're going to execute it, and the fact that he can relate on this idea of just being authentic, because obviously right. he right. is who he is no, mm-hmm. at all times. Great guy. If anybody you know that is close to him, I'll tell you how he's a team guy, team guy first, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's very passionate that way, but he's who he is. Mm-hmm. And yep. some people, you know, they're not familiar with it. And, you know, they, they have their opinions about it. But I think for us, that's what brought us all close because we're like, we're, in a, we're facing the same thing in a different way. Yeah. Um, and now you're starting to see the fruits of it with the game being out, his success. So it was just a lot of a lot of. I, I would ask so. you guys this, uh, and I would ask any entrepreneur this that's early stages, and not early stages, but starting out, you guys yeah. are still young in this. Yep. So how could more people, do, what could we do to help? Not only that, yeah. but how can mm. we help spread the word? Or what is something that your company's looking to do next? Yeah. Like, what's going to be that next step for you guys? It's really great to bust through. Yeah. How do you create longevity or have this runway of now you're getting steady income and all these other things? Because yeah. you are a company. You gotta, we got to stay alive over here. Right, yeah, right. I think that's the beauty of it, right? I think yeah. the first point is, to your point, busting through. It was very, very important for us to, to show the awareness and show what we're capable right. of. Like, we don't ask people, like, hey, we're this, you should go support. It's like, no, go play the game when you can. Try it where you can. You can yeah. try it in demos and stores or wherever. And if it's dope and you like it, tell people about it. And yeah, that's right. how we've grown. Like, when we first launched the game, it was a slow trickle. And the curve was kind of under <laughs> low, and it started to pick up. And that's a great thing for us because that means it's grassroots. Yep. That means people are talking about it. Right. That means more and more people are finding it and communicating it. And we just got to stay on that trajectory and that's how you guys help try it and when you're like yo this feels exactly like it does when I was in the stadium in New Orleans or in Chicago say that because then fans are like yo if Peanut and and Roman think that then 
It, it I need to get real. in there and check it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So so y'all must have a mouthpiece, right? Like meaning when I say mouthpiece, I mean like you, you know how to talk to people, you know how to sell <laughs> stuff, right? So you gotta have investors. I know startups or or it, yeah. it, it takes a lot to convince someone yeah. to give you millions, thousands, whatever that uh -huh. money is, where that yeah. number is. So you got LeBron, Naomi Osaka, uh, uh who's a I know uh, Drake, Drake, I know he's an yeah. investor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like what what is that like to yeah. have those Influencers, bro. Yeah. You got, like, heavy yeah. Those are three big yeah. names. Like, what is that like? Yeah, I think for us it was about just getting people that understood what we were trying to execute the vision that we had and getting mm -hmm. them to buy in, right? So for us it was like, okay, we can get the stamp from a Drake, from a Mav, from a LeBron, from a Naomi. They're the best at what they do. Yeah. And if they see our vision, then we it was validation that we were on the right track and we're doing something that we think consumers want, right? Because mm -hmm. all of them in some way impacts, They, you know, Drake sells his music, LeBron's obviously is LeBron. So how can we impact the sports fan and people who yeah. want to feel what it's like to experience what only 1% of people in the world do, right? So for them to back us, it was just kind of like, okay, we're on the mm -hmm. right track. We're headed down the right direction. Was it important that they were and fans of football? I think so. Yeah. I, 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 sports in general. I would say sports, sports in general. general. Yeah, 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 because I, I mean, this is where we're starting and they are all football fans. Yeah. Um, I think that was important for them to come on with us. Right. To Troy's point, the other thing that is really dope is I think I mean, we have investors that are those you name: Naomi, Drake, LeBron. Yeah. We also have owners of NFL teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have leagues involved. We got some of the biggest VC firms. And to your, back to your point about authenticity, I think they they feel that. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think we have the ability to talk to the Lamars and the owners of NFL teams, and they both completely understand and get the vision because of the way we paint it, and they see their part in it. And yeah. so when we we're talking to all those people. We didn't try to oversell. We actually yeah. the opposite. We undersell and overdeliver. That's our motto, you know. And so, I think over time people understand the kind of work that we put in. Yeah. And they, they see the way that we're on this twenty four seven, up early, going yeah. to sleep late, and they're like, "Yo, those are people I want to take a chance on because I know if if the worst case happened and it doesn't work, it's not going to be because they ain't working hard. Yeah. You know, they're not, you know, drilled yeah. in on the strategy and the yeah. vision. Yeah. Well, look, man. I want to say thank you guys for coming out here. Thanks for telling us more about status quo, sharing us with our listeners. I got to play the game. Yeah, I, do, I, I do too. And I, I have, I have an eyeglass. I, I got the first version. Yeah, I got yeah. the, the, the black version. The second one's like the white, the white, yeah, all, yeah, chrome, yeah. Or cream or whatever. Update. You gotta, I got to update NFL it. pro era. <laughs> yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. Man, All right. I'm with it. Thank you guys, I'm man. Appreciate y'all. Bless us, man. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. Sure. Keep crushing it, fellas. You guys are inspiring. Seriously. Appreciate that. Love, Thank man. you. Likewise. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Peanut, I, I thought that was great. Number one, I thought Brandon Marshall was very vulnerable. And I always tell people vulnerability yeah. is strength, uh, especially when you open up and you share those thoughts, emotions. I thought he was beautiful uh, the way he apologized to you, talked to you about being a teammate, mm -hmm. where he lacked that in life. Yeah. And, uh, and his whole wellness uh, goals and opportunities, what he's trying to do now is really beautiful. And also with uh, Andrew Hawkins and Troy Jones. I mean, these guys are two bright, sharp guys. For them to step out there, and really have world, a yeah, yeah I, I can't it takes so much faith and confidence to be an entrepreneur I don't have those aspirations I don't either I, nor am I I don't think I'm brave enough to do it I'm not brave enough to do it because I haven't found the thing that I would want to be an entrepreneur in yeah I think if it were something that you wanted to do say fashion sneakers something like that you you might change your attitude as far as how much or how passionate you would be about that. The thing that I appreciated about Brandon was uh, his authenticity. Mm -hmm. Like, um, we had a moment. Like, I received it. I, I thought 
we were on bad terms. No, nah, I shouldn't say bad and terms. And you know what? You're not always great at taking compliments either. So it was a it was a really unique moment for me to witness it. Well, I'm just, I, I feel like I'm like humble and I try to just like, no, no, you know, I just, I try to, but yeah, you're right. But I, I, I really appreciated his authenticity and I thought when he left Chicago, we weren't like on the the best of terms, but we didn't hate each other. Mm-hmm. So for him to say those things, I was like, oh man, okay, yeah, I appreciate that. I received that. As far as, you know, Andrew and Troy, I I appreciate what they're doing, and I love that they are stepping out into the tech world where it's probably a field that they're with other people that don't look like them, you know, yeah. two young African-American males, and they're, they're trollblazers, and they're doing some good things, and I'm, I'm wanting nothing but success for those two gentlemen. Oh, and Brandon as well in their, in their business, man. I, I think that another cool thing about Troy and, and, and Hawkins is uh, – uh, Hawk or Andrew, sorry, I used to play in football names. Uh, is that is that uh, not only are they new to the, but they're so new to this space. Like yeah. this is not something they grew up doing. This isn't something they studied in college, but still finding this niche market that like you know what we can we see a disruption happening here. Yeah. And that is something that is so necessary when you're an early stage entrepreneur guy and you dive in there and from them all of a sudden breakthrough, uh, having their first breakthrough and having some of these meetings with these high level uh, influencers and big money people. And they killing it. It's, it's they do, amazing They're doing an amazing see. job. Um, so shout, really cool. shout out to them, man. Y'all, y'all doing a great job, man. Yeah, man. And uh, so with all that being said, thank you guys as always to our listeners for always tuning in. Like I always remind you guys, because I know you do it, but I just want to give a friendly reminder. Hit that, hit that like button. Give us a review. Make sure you hit follow. Tell a friend. Tell Peanut to tell his friend, to tell another friend, to join us and uh, continue to follow us anywhere you can hear your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Thank you as always. Peace. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Smooth frown lines with Daxify, the only peptide-powered frown line treatment. Chosen as one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2023, it's the first innovation of its kind in over 20 years. Daxify is the only frown line treatment powered by a novel peptide. Come see why everyone is talking about the Daxify look and why beauty lovers choose Daxify. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. The effects of Daxify may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Tell your provider right away if you have problems swallowing, speaking, or breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness, as these can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Do not receive Daxify if you have a skin infection or are allergic to botulinum toxin products. Tell your doctor about your medical conditions, including any muscle or nerve conditions, and all medicines, including any side effects from botulinum toxins, as they may increase the risk of serious side effects. These are not all the possible side effects of Daxify. For more information, visit Daxify.com. Talk to your doctor or call 1-877-798-6243. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 